We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Maybe we'll get some more streets pictures this week. And uh, yeah, but this will be live early next week on all the platforms. Dude, suck that sweet, sweet copium. <laughs> just like what's up everybody welcome to the podcast the show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life like music content creation and video games i'm one of your co-hosts jesse kazam <laughs> and i'm veritas and i know how to count to 55 to 55 and i will tell you how to do it <laughs> faster Excuse than me. you can say boop dip boop dip boop dip boop I apologize. All the, all the boomers, all the thirty-plus-year-olds in the mm-hmm. in the audience will get that. Everybody else will just think they got cringe. I apologize in advance for the coughing. I'm going to try and mute. I'm sick again. It's been a week, bro. <laughs> Already, oh, it must, it's only yeah. Thursday. Must be nice to know that your cough is going to go away. I, uh, you should see my GoXLR. There's one button where. The icon, like, the <laughs> yes, faded. Is worn off, yeah, and it's the mute button. Bro, I'm telling you, button. the cough has stayed with me since the last time I was sick, and then I just got sick again, so it didn't go away. It, dude, it's been. I don't think I talked about uh, what I've been like dealing with for uh, like probably 85 percent of my life for the better part of a decade. Um. Mm-mm. It it's it has to do with acid reflux. I've never actually had heartburn, okay. but I, acid reflux. What happens is the acid it irritates in, um, the part of your esophagus, basically like it, it's the sphincter, the yeah, thing that yeah. closes when you yeah. swallow, and and it causes that to spasm. So what it feels like is you ever just take a sip of a drink and accidentally a little bit goes down the wrong yes. pipe, and, you're just like, and you gotta <clears throat> just it takes a couple minutes to cough it out. It's like that for me. 24 7 forever forever um i mean and there's basically there's none of the like no medication has ever helped um and uh there's basically two things i could possibly do one is surgery but that's not guaranteed to fix it and the other is give up every single thing like what what makes it worse caffeinated drinks hot drinks really um carbonated carbonated drinks drinks, that's oh so it's like energy drinks coffee tea like drink water for the rest of your life or (laughs) yeah damn so um (laughs) that's brutal and and then the worst part was uh i actually was going to get surgery um it's called a uh 
Nissan fun duplication. Wow, Nissan fun duplication. Yeah, um, they like take your stomach and they like wrap it around itself. It's purely like a mechanical, like physics solution. They don't actually have to like cut anything. It's really interesting. Crazy. Um, but uh, but in order to figure out if I was a candidate, they have to do a procedure called a manometry. Now, let me explain to you. This is story time. Okay. Because this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I've ruptured my spleen, broken ribs, broken my collarbone. I've broken my arm, my hand, my foot, dislocated my uh, my knee, all sorts of things. And this was the worst experience I ever had. So there's a catheter. And the catheter is, you know, this, like, rubber tube that was, I want to say, like, the size of like a pencil like a number two pencil okay. I, I don't think i'm exaggerating but i'm sure someone's like i'm a nurse practitioner and <laughs> 17 millimeters i don't know it was fucking huge is what it is what it seemed like and what they do is they give you a tiny little topical cream in in the inside of your nose wait about eight seconds no. which is not long enough to numb anything and they stick the tube up your nose down your throat all the way into the base of your stomach i'm done just kill me i'd rather die it's not even the worst part. It's not even the worst part. If anybody, this is like a content warning for anybody that doesn't like, because, yeah. <clears throat> Fast forward about three minutes. Um, you know, inside of the, the, the tube are these like metal, almost like ball bearings. And what happens is while you're standing, I'm just standing there, you know, like not moving. Yeah. You're not sedated. There's nothing. It's perfectly nothing. And you can feel this tube inside you like it's miserable. And what they do is they have a full glass of saline, like salt water. And the nurse, uh, and, and they put a little bit of tape over yeah. like your nose and to like hold the thing in place. But like that doesn't fucking work. And what she does is she syringes out the the saline and squirts it into your mouth and you swallow. <laughs> oh, my God. So you're swallowing with a with the <laughs> tube up your nose and down your throat. And the whole point is to is is those little metal ball bearings or whatever's in there. It basically measures how strong your esophagus is yeah, to make sure yeah. it's like strong enough to handle um the the surgery. So now about halfway through, and you have to go through the whole cup, by the way. It's like the it was like the longest like six minutes of my life. The problem was is that halfway through and that the it's like this like refrigerator thing with this machine all these knobs and then the tube comes out and you know it's like this the nurse stepped on the catheter shut and it ripped it out about a foot and a half i i instantly projectile puked up all of the salt water all the only the only thing that makes me feel okay about the situation is that I basically puked all over her, all over her Crocs and her stupid blue pants. It was just like bleh, it was the worst. <laughs> that Dude, is, it hurt so bad, and then is, she's like, "We got to stick it back in and keep going, otherwise, because <laughs> like, we're, we're not done." <coughs> no, no, nope. I just sat there with my eyes like watering, like uh, like it was the most, it was the worst thing ever. And you know what the worst part is? Afterwards, they're like, okay, so you're a candidate for the surgery. But then my cough went away for like two months. So I'm like, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to get the surgery. I think it's <laughs> cured. And then fast forward, you know, six months whatever or a year or whatever. Whatever you did to me cured it. 
yeah, fast forward a year and all of a sudden the cough's back and now it's like you got to procrastinate going to the doctor. So I finally got the ball rolling and I'm going to go see a gastro and an enterologist and have probably Bro. have to get surgery and but no yeah, that shot. That's I what I've been dealing with. People are, you know, like, "Oh, you have COVID? Oh, you you yeah. sick, dude?" And I constantly have to be like, "Oh, it's uh, related to uh, a GERD, my you know, like, esophageal sphincter." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's just it's the most convoluted bullshit ever, but yeah, that's my life. Rip. <clears throat> it's now or never. Rip. Yeah, no, I don't know about all that noise. We just have a revolving cold that goes between the four of us. Yeah. My we found out that my my oldest has like bad allergies. I have really bad allergies. I'm like allergic to the state of Florida. Like, have you ever had a, like a stick test done when you were a kid? Because you're not 72. Yeah. So. You have, have um, you ever had a stick test done to test what you're allergic to? I, not so that I can remember. They can do like, and they do it on your arm and they do it's like a three by three grid and they prick you. It doesn't hurt. Like, uh, dude, just, I've seen every episode of House. Of yeah, course yeah. I know exactly what. So uh, three by three grid. And then if it wells up just like a mosquito bite, a little itchy, yeah, yeah. then you're allergic to, you know, these seven things or whatever. Well, they did one on my back and they did an eight by eight grid. And every single one except one of them rose up like I was allergic. And they handed my parents a, a full eight and a half by 11 with like size two font of things I'm allergic to. So it was like, I mean, like I am allergic to like oak trees, gum trees, pine trees, pollen, dust, cats, dogs, like St. Augustine grass. Like I am allergic. to. Oh, yeah, I, I guess I'm I guess I would say I'm similar. Like I just have seen <laughs> I've just always referred to it as seasonal allergies. Yeah. Everything outside and everything that's like cuddly and soft. Exactly. Exactly. Even though we had yeah. dogs and cats. Anyway, so we found out that my oldest probably has some allergies, too, because, like, he went out and played at this new park. But, like, try <laughs> explaining to a four-year-old that, like, your eyes are, like, you're constantly crying. You're constantly, wa eyes are watering. Oh, but you're okay. Yeah. And your nose is constantly watering. And he doesn't know how to blow his nose very good. So it's just like constant rubbing of eyes, nose, and everything. Oh, like, man. And he's miserable. He's just like crying, just like weeping. And it's like, you're okay. Like, but how do you convince them they're okay? Because they're like, I don't feel okay. But it's like, you're not sick. We can't give you just like... Just give him like three Claritin and he'll yeah, sleep basic. for a week. <laughs> basically, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. Basically. And so that's been, <laughs> that's been absolutely brutal because woof. Um. Well, yeah. So this episode was going to be an auditory nightmare for, for both of us, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> but uh, dog, I I haven't been. I, it's been a long time since any content affected me in a way that like scared me. It was like the first okay. one was the ring when I was like twelve or whatever. Yeah, the ring really messed with me. You know, for no, I wasn't really that bad. I just. The DVD menu. I fell asleep I couldn't watch one it day right now. with like the DVD menu. Like, you know how it, it plays like 60 seconds and then like repeats oh, over yeah. and over again? I'm pretty sure it's like the girl crawling out of the, the thing. And I think I like fell asleep and like woke up to it. And yeah, it, it yeah freaked me out. Um, <clears throat> and then the next one was Signs. Bro. Seeing that the, uh, the, the one scene where yep. he walks by, that one... It's like, oh, it still gets me every time, you know, because yep. it's like, uh, oh, God, yeah, nope. And then uh, and then it wasn't until somehow I ended up on, you know what, I, I think I was, it was like a Wendigo. Have, have you heard of Wendigo? I don't remember. I think it was one of the viewers recommended mm. Wendigo to me. Um, 
but he uh he did a video oh you know what it wasn't him but he also did a video on it that was really good have you ever heard of oh god this is a rabbit hole oh god have you ever heard of the back rooms no and i'm already have you ever heard of liminal spaces yeah that sounds super familiar it's like uh, Stanley Parable. Have you ever seen it or played it or watched a playthrough of it? Oh, is that a game? No. Christ. Oh, God. Okay, well, you have homework. Um, okay. Imagine imagine a an office building, like a massive office building with, like, neon, like, but pure yellow walls, like this ugly yellow walls. Okay. You know, the ugly, like, taupe carpet or whatever, and it's just, like like the open areas of like an office building but there's nothing there there's okay. no desks there's nothing it's there's nobody there it's all you hear is the hum of the lights and okay. like a weird it, that is an example of a liminal space it's basically you, you know what okay. the, you know the uncanny valley mm-hmm. when you look at like a robot face and it's just a little off yeah and how that makes you feel uncomfortable the way I think of liminal spaces it's like the uncanny valley is for faces liminal spaces are for places gotcha. holy shit Wow. I am spitting fire. <laughs> Bars. It was the M&M Bars. from last week that, uh, wow, I'm a poet. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's just a rabbit hole I went down. I'm not even going to be able to explain it. I'm not even going to be able to explain it. But then there, there was that, um, and then there was another. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know. Oh, my God. I, I need to... This will ha- might have to be one of those ones that we like link to, um, oh, but okay. I just want to give you an idea real quick um, of what we're talking about here. Because here, let me. Okay. Oh my God, Christ! Yeah, dude. I'm like the the. The description I can give you, the kind of the synopsis is imagine like anybody at any time you can basically just like phase into or out of our sort of reality. Okay. And you wake up in this weird thing known as the back rooms. Um, and I it was a video that was like how to survive the back rooms. Oh my god. Um, and it was like uh, you know, like, don't stray too far from where you started. If you see, like, a wall that's slightly darker than anything, like, do not go near it. If you see anything, like, don't make eye contact, but don't run. You know, it, it's like this... Uh, it, oh, I can't even explain it to you. You'll just have to watch it. You'll have to go and watch um, the video by Kane Pixels, um, the backrooms found footage. Uh, <laughs> it's got... 40 million views it's so is uh, this yeah, just like somebody this, makes this, came this? From like a creepy pasta yeah okay like, yeah 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 this is just yeah some other thing and then perfect there's another... around halloween time oh yeah true true <laughs> there's also another video that i i can't remember who it was um but it was talking about oh wait let me let me google it because this is also this is the thing that like the backrooms didn't really sketch me out, but like the recommended video from that, oh god, really sketched me out. 
um like really sketched me out i'm trying to think <coughs> um oh man i'm not gonna remember the terminology maybe i'll have to might have to come back to it yeah uh i hate that i can't think of it but you just went down this like creepy sketchy youtube rabbit hole of yeah man and uh existential dread Oh God, the, the the horrifying thing is is in this other one, this other story that I'm scrolling through my history and hopefully I'll find before I get to the end of this like paragraph. <laughs> um, it's essentially like, oh, you know what? I think it was when I think it was another Wendigoon video. That might have been how I came across the back rooms thing. Um, but. Uh, oh. God, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna be able to do this here. Like, it, why don't you tell us for the next ninety seconds if there's ever, ever anything that's ever scared you, ever, ever? I'm gonna scroll through my history and pretend like I'm listening. I, dude, I've never. I feel like I've never been able to ever find something in my history that I actually watched. <laughs> like, it's like always the most frustrating thing, dude. True. Screw that noise. I do not like getting scared. The scariest movie I've probably ever seen in my entire life is the movie Signs with Mel Gibson. Like, dude, I've never been to a haunted house. I don't do that. I just don't do scary stuff. I mean, I'm scared of things, but like, I don't do scary stuff, man. No, sir. No, sir, not me. Okay. All right. I saw October 29th. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. It was the same day I watched the back rooms. I like couldn't sleep because uh, one of the things that one of the things that it had said was um, God. There are I'm I'm skipping details, but basically there are these faces that are like human faces, almost like doppelgangers, but they're like stretched and skewed in sometimes slight ways, sometimes like drastic. And they actually look kind of stupid and ridiculous, but at the same time, it's also horrifying. And one yeah. of the things is like the way that they communicate with you is, or the, the the only way that they can have like contact is either through like televisions or mirrors. Um, and what happens is like once, once you like, I don't know, engage with them or talk to them or whatever, then that's almost like you let them into reality. And then they basically try to convince you to, uh harm yourself uh in a permanent way and uh and then they basically take over it's oh god it's like that's terrifying dude but one of the things it was like at any point if you're if you are like sitting there like sleeping with your eyes closed and you think that they're like right in front of you do not open your eyes so I'm like, dude, that night I was like lying there and I kept going, I kept being like, like opening my eyes and like, okay, nothing there. It, it took me a couple of days before, you know, before yeah. I was like, it's been like 20 years since, you know, like I used to walk around and like flip a light switch. Yeah, and like, for sure. I would feel uneasy. You know, if I was the last one to go to bed, I'd turn all the lights off and I would kind of like run up the stairs, yeah. you know, when I was, when I was younger. It's been 20 years since, but but there was like a day where I was like, "All right, I gotta go brush my teeth. I'm gonna go in." <laughs> like I'm just expecting to see this face. Veritas oh, is like clearing his house with his rifle. Yeah, see, that's the, <laughs> just that's the thing. Man. That's the thing, though. It's like 
when it comes to those scary things, what what made me unscared was like the reasoning that I had was like if they're supernatural, I'm, like I'm not gonna be able to fight them. Like bullets yeah. aren't gonna do nothing. So yeah. it's like I I shouldn't even worry about trying to fight them. Yeah, if they're they here, it's all over. To, yeah, they should be able to just instantly you know kill me or whatever. And it's then already other, done. Yeah, yeah, and then at the same time, it's like there's there's no i mean there's i don't think that there is supernatural so uh yeah um oh one video i watched which was a, a creepy one was uh from the maverick files called four times 4chan warned the internet that was another video then there's the first 13 backroom levels explained <laughs> bro um, where is this? Uh, you know what? This the best part is that I'm like not going to be able to find it. That's fine. It's 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 just like you said. It's going to be like the one thing not in yeah. my. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. In your history. Yeah. Oh no! I found it! I found it! I found it! <gasps> the most disturbing, and it is Wendigoon. The most disturbing analog horror story, the Mandela catalog. Nope. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Oh, okay, I'm gonna uh let me just give you just this little clip right here. I don't even need it, bro. I just yeah, okay, you. no, 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 give no, it to no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so that was uh it that was a, a super interesting video. Um God fuck, I hate it, dude. I oh god. Ugh. What a terrible, terrible, ridiculous. So that's how you spent your Halloween weekend, just going deep down the rabbit hole of the most horrifying YouTube videos you could possibly imagine. Yeah, man. Love that. Yep. And then the last thing on the YouTube topic, and then we can uh, then, then then we can move on to some Tarkov stuff, is um, I discovered a channel that I'm a new, like, massive fan of. Ooh. Um, and it is called Bobby Broccoli. Oh, that's okay. Bobby Broccoli. He's got that's why I was talking about broccoli. Yeah, yep. he's got two hundred and eleven thousand subscribers. Now the video that I watched that like sucked me in is called The Man Who Tried to Fake an Element. Now this guy goes through the fucking history of like the the uh, like the discovery and like search for all the different elements. Um you know, and how uh a lot of that was basically kicked off by mm-hmm the 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 like nuclear you know arms race mm-hmm. that you know started pre-world war ii um and then led up to like the 90s but like if you go if you go into the video what what interested me the most is um was the visuals he he made everything in blender and, interesting and so he would have a bunch of like flat planes where the pictures were um, but then like, if you look, if you go to 17 minutes and 26 seconds, mm-hmm. you can see like, he's got he the camera and, and he keyframes the camera flying around and it's just such a super cool, um, uh, that was a, not a amazing, uh, timestamp I just gave you, but you can just see the camera yeah. like fly around in this 3d space. So I'm going to give that a try. I think in that's one of the, super one interesting. Of, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then here's like the, the other thing is, you know, when people are like, oh, you know, long, long videos about, you know, dry topics 
don't do well, you know, and it's like, well, this isn't oh yeah dude sometimes they do the history of this periodic table and it has two million views you know and it's like (laughs) yep there's always these exceptions to the rules that are like well what do you expect you know you make a 45 minute long video about it like yep the rules always break themselves that yeah Mm -hmm. i saw that i was like 13 days ago 2.6 million views it's about an element (laughs) yeah man it's a good it's a good story though that's crazy it's a good story. I need another so channel like that. That's yeah, he's awesome. got some good stuff. I've only gone through a couple of videos. That's sick. <clears throat> That's dope. So what's uh what's what's going on in uh in Tarkov Shmarkov land? Tarkov Shmarkov land. A whole lot of nothing. The Halloween event ended today, which was unanimously wow. welcomed by the community. <laughs> Wait, that's that sarcasm, right? <laughs> No, everybody was excited for it to be done. Oh, for it to go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. Man, it was like I thought people were split, like, like kind of split on it. Was it was it the majority you think were <sighs> were negative? I think the majority of the people didn't like the event, um, and it's sad because there were a lot of parts of the Halloween event that were great. But that will, but overall, people will only think of that event. Like, like six months from now, people are going to be like, when are we, like, into whatever next wipe we're in? People are going to be like, yo, when are we going to be events? And everyone's going to be like, you mean like that dog nuts Halloween event? Like, it's going to be remembered that way, even though they were really cool aspects. <laughs> it really feels like, it feels like they tasked two people. And one person was like, make a great event. And then the other guy was like, your job was to like kick the players in the balls at every possible turn. And it's really what it feels like because like some of the event was so cool. Like I thought the doomed thing was really cool where there's a counter and then it did like the storm. I love the fact that they were able to implement like this constant in raid event where the weather changes for everybody across every server. Time of day. The lightning storm was cool. It never rained, but it was just stormy and lightning. Uh, I thought that was a really cool thing. It, it, then the, the darkness would only last for 20 or 30 minutes. So it's not like, oh, well, it's going to be nighttime for six hours. Like in 30 minutes, you could play go back to playing day raids. It wasn't a whole big deal. The Tagilla Scythe was really cool and running into him on Factory or any map. I ran into him on Shoreline. Was super scary and awesome. I gotta pull up a clip <laughs> of that because I actually haven't even seen. Anytime seen they, um, <laughs> anytime they do, um, anytime they increase the spawn rate of cultists, I'm a big fan of because I, I like it's in, it's fun fighting them. So like going Night Factory, I found him on Night Customs. We found him on like all over places. It was cool. Um, some of the other stuff was really cool, like the pumpkin head things that like had the food. Like those were just like they were just like those things and you can open them up like, oh, that's a cool addition. Like you're all over the place and you can see that it's Halloween. They brought the jack-o'-lantern things back for the scavs. And uh, what was the other thing <coughs> that I thought was really cool? The trader images, the hideout stuff. There was a lot of really cool stuff. But like. But then there was just like. All of the like negative. Yeah, it was like, on, like who the, the hell approved this? Like for the Halloween event. They like doubled the chance your gun would malfunction. Why? God, like why? Why? <laughs> like why? The and then the whole like energy drain thing, everybody would spawn with a random buff or, and or debuff. But everybody, 10 out of 10 raids, everybody spawns with 
energy drain. Your energy is draining faster. And then <clears throat> they wanted to add all these cool buffs to the candy and the juice, anything with sugar in it because it's Halloween. But then they removed the energy or hydration given from those foods. So now like you find juice, it doesn't give you water. You find a Snickers bar, it doesn't give you food. So now like you have to go find milk or water and all of those things are more expensive. And, and you have to, so you have to buy more of the food because your energy is draining faster and less items give you food because some of them are like, haha, Halloween. And like, it was just, it was stuff like that where it's like, and it's like you spawn in and then you have a heavy bleed and then you heal it. And you're like, what did this add to my experience? Like, dude, um, I imagine just, I just healed the heavy bleed and now have to use my Salua seven times because every part of my body is minus one HP. And it was like, that didn't change my experience. Like, that didn't do anything. It was just like, I had a heavy bleed for one second. You know what I mean? Like, and then yeah. once again, they don't tell you what the event is. So, <clears throat> like, so if you spawned in with the poison and you didn't have an antidote on you or an augmentin, you just were going to die. But it's just not letting the player know that. So it's like there were some. So it's like it's so hard because this event will definitely go down as a bad event. But I want to give props to the people that did all the cool stuff because the cool stuff was really cool. The cool stuff was all the cool stuff we got from last year for the most part, plus more cool stuff. And they did a really good job. But it's it's an example in how like three small, really stupid decisions can completely change the perspective. And those these little things just got so annoying after like four or five days of playing that they were like yeah. so like today in my chat when I only normally have like three or four hundred people. I got asked three hundred times. Is the Halloween event over? Is the Halloween event over? Is the can I play again? When can no, I? No, they play? were all, no, they were all excited, dude. Tell me they, they when wanted the... it to <laughs> yeah. keep going, and they're like, "It's not over yet, right? I really have to get home from work and play before it's over." Yeah, so it's like I really feel bad because I want, I love when BSG does the events. We were all wanting and desiring an event, but I, but but on the but on the other hand, part of me is just like, who looked at that and was just like, "This is a good idea." Dude, uh, imagine, imagine, the malfunction you, chance. imagine if you when you went into a raid, there was a checkbox that you know what it reminds me of. It, God, I'm going to ask you and you're probably going to say no. Did you ever play Fallout? Of course. New Vegas. Yes. You remember. Did you ever play Wild Wasteland with that trait? That perk. Mm, if I did, it was so long ago. I can't remember. It it adds or changes random encounters <laughs> or locations. Oh. That wouldn't appear. So it adds like a bunch of random weird shit. Characters randomly will show up, and and it just makes it totally wacky. And it's, it, you know, especially if you played a bunch of times. Um, yeah, it's it adds some replayability, right? Because it's like you never know what's going to happen. I would be fine if players could opt into you get of the some. You know, maybe there's a an increased malfunction chance, mm -hmm. but like, um insert some really interesting benefit yes. that's like twice as good. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't want to say like a chance to like a fragment because I don't want something like combat related necessarily. But yeah. uh, well, actually, I mean the, the malfunction is combat related, but yeah. um, you know, maybe like make it so that you fucking reload three times as fast or something, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like then it would be opt in and it would be balanced in a way. Yeah. Right. But like, but yeah, I mean, like you said, 
just not adding the annoying downsides to the event. Yeah. It just, yeah, man. I, <laughs> there's no, <clears throat> there's no way you would know unless you were on Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> it would take you a few rates to realize. You would tab and look at your health. You'd be like, what's this little Halloween thing? And it was just like random negative effects. And then for a while, it was supposed to be a random buff and a debuff, but it felt like the buffs weren't happening. So I was spawning with a debuff every time in addition to the negative energy use. And like, yeah, it would be, an, you know, it'd be interesting if, yeah, it was like opt-in, you accept more risk, but more reward. Do you remember when like for three days there was that bug where the reload was like twice as fast? It was just like, boop, 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 boop. like, uh, vaguely, dude, yeah. it was like, I don't know what they did. Everybody thought it was an event, but they were like, no, 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 this is a bug. And they fixed it. But it was like, everybody was running around. It was like, like it was yeah, crazy. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, if, it was, if there was like a, if you really lean into the meme and you give like a lottery of things that could happen where it was like plus 50% malfunction chance, but plus 200% reload speed, like weird stuff like that, like that could be cool and funny and like almost gun gamey. But imagine like, if there was like a 20% chance that there would be like low gravity or like big head mode or something, right? Like bro, that would be fun. It would be low gravity factory would be out of control. Dude. Get rid of, get rid of fall damage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bro, that all oh might, dude. Even just that getting rid of fall damage would be nuts. Um, but yeah, so like, so that's that's basically where it was. It was like, I'm really sad because I felt it after the first two or three days. I felt it. I was like, this event is gonna go down as a terrible event, and I feel really bad for all the people that worked on the really cool stuff. And I want an explanation from whoever the hell approved some of this stuff <laughs> like dude i feel bad for like this is one of those things that i think is is annoying for someone like you who plays a lot but it's even worse for yeah a, a casual like if you only have a chance to have two raids do you really want an inexplicable completely no anticipation like on your first raid you're not going to bring in the things you need to maybe counter you're not going to bring in yeah. like triple food or whatever. You're exactly. not going to know. You're not going to double click on to see that the juice doesn't give you energy. Yeah. You're going to be finding shit and, and eating it, yeah. getting a bunch of effects, not realizing it, and then yeah. and then dying. If you've only got time for two or three raids before you got to fucking put the kids to bed, go eat dinner and, you know, yeah. it's like. Even God, like sucks, <clears throat> something as simple as a splash screen that you have to click yes to where it's like. Happy Halloween. And it's like, be on the lookout for spooky adventures throughout Tarkov. Something that simple is like, a, it's like a, it's like a, yeah, they don't have to spoil it's it. It's a get out of jail free card for them because anything weird that happens, the player is so much more likely to go, oh, I bet that's part of the Halloween event. Or they're so much lo more likely to like check Twitter real check quick. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's insane because their graphics team is S tier. Like, why? That's such low effort <laughs> to, to put that in. And it's and it's basically a get-out-of-jail-free card for them for, for that. But it's like they didn't even do that. So I don't I don't know. Like, it's interesting. It's uh, it, it was very interesting. So, yeah, so the event ended and it was, you know, weird. I think it, I feel like <laughs> it ended up. <laughs> doing a little more harm than good to the community sentiment of the game. Um, I mean, the, that's a good thing. The community was already like super. They were super sentimental loving and, uh, yeah, yeah. and excited. And mm -hmm. yeah. Um, 
So that happened, but that's done now. Uh, we got three more pictures of Streets of Tarkov today on Twitter. Okay. Did nice guy assemble the, the, the blood, the <laughs> the blood <troops>. map? <laughs> the No, they assembled the blood map from the bottle messages oh. and, de and decode the cipher, and you found out, like, the time and place that he'll die or whatever. Like, yeah. 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 For sure. Um... <coughs> Uh, no. Um, but, I mean, they were cool pictures. One was, like, of a, like, a prison cell. Like, that was pretty cool. We hadn't seen that. Everything else was... You said this was on BSG's Twitter? Yeah. So, it's, like, three oh pictures. God, first thing I see is Chief saying, yo, Battlestate Games, when are we gonna get a Christmas event? Oh, yeah. I think he was memeing. Um, but the first picture is, like, a picture we've seen literally a thousand times. The small picture is, like, a cool underground puncture, or the second picture. And then the other picture is, like, down the hallway with, like, prison cells and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's... We, we said this the last time that they did pictures. Um, I don't feel anything anymore when I see them. It's, like, cool. I'm not going to... I, I well as as per usual, Jessica Sam finds himself in the middle. I'm not going to go on a, you know, seventy tweet Twitter thread about how BSG sucks when they post pictures. But I'm also not gonna be like, oh my god, guys, it's happening, it's happening. You know what I mean? I'm just like, cool, like, cool. <coughs> um, yeah, I think that's fair. I, I can't help, I can't help, but, uh, but, but think. That uh, this prison cell hallway, they'll, there's there'll be like 19 doors, and like two of them will yeah, be unlocked, yeah. and there won't be anything in there to loot, and the rest of them will will require keys, or and, just but only one opened. of them will have loot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unopenable, pretty much. No, it looks cool though. It looks cool. I'm, it looks I'm, great. I'm, I'm sort of. I'm sort of. I mean, this is you know, this is maybe a little jaded, but like I'm sick of seeing the same cardboard box turned over with trash oh, on the that's, floor oh, with, yeah. with a with the red duffel bag next to the bedroll and the candle with the plastic chair it's like listen i mean i i, I mean i i literally don't care like it, yeah it, it's it's not a bad thing you know but it's like it'd be cool if if these new environments were filled with new stuff as yeah. opposed to the same stuff but and we'll see like a lot of the change like the gameplay yeah, and a lot of the environments lend themselves to that, like the prison. Like, I'm interested to see, like, what what kind of assets and stuff like that are inside. We got some of the construction lights, but, like, some of the other stuff seems weird. Like, there's a ladder in the background and weird stuff that we don't normally see. So, we'll see. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like, I totally understand that perspective. It's like, we've been, we have been, like, guys like you and me have been looking at screenshots of Streets of Tarkov since 2018, 2017. You know what I mean? So, it's like, it's hard to get excited. I know people that are super pumped. You know what I mean? The fact that they're posting screenshots, you know, I don't know, take that with whatever you want. Cause obviously, cause obviously the, <laughs> you know, the last information we got from Nikita was that it's coming this year and they keep posting screenshots. So, you know, maybe we'll get cul-de-sac of Tarkov this year or something like that street of Tarkov. Maybe they'll give us a little something, but at the end of the day, the reason why, the we'll reason see. why streets, is like going to be cool for at, at least you know a short period of time like all the other new maps it 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 comes down to it's the closest that any veterans will ever get to 
the feelings that they had when they first started playing yeah. where you don't know yeah it's it's the fear of the unknown right yeah. it's the you don't you turn a corner and you're like what's going to be around the corner is there going to be somebody there is there going to be scabs yeah. is there going to be boss is there going to be players you don't know about timings you don't know about spawns you don't know how big the map is like um yep and and there's just going to be a little bit of like subconscious like closure <laughs> like if you've been playing since 2017 i mean like in 2019 when they released reserve they were like streets is next and then we got six expansions and lighthouse <laughs> you know what i mean so like yeah. um there's gonna you know they'll just be that and 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 once again nobody you know one a criticism i never hear about escape from tarkov is that their map design sucks so it's like i expect it to be awesome even if we get a smaller oh, portion maps of are it, unbelievable even if we get a smaller portion of it than we originally you know than they wanted like it's gonna be sick it's gonna be fun it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be streets of tarkov finally so <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I mean, we talked about it. It's just like, there's just nothing more to be said. From like, you're in my perspective. It's like, and here's the thing. It's like, I was talking about this earlier. If you're new to Tarkov um, and you're like super excited, sick. Like, you know, don't let the negative Nancys rain on your parade. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like the game's been out for so long and we've been so jaded by all this stuff. But like, if you get hype about the screenshots, if you're excited for what's coming, like I still get people all the time like, yo, I watch your beginner guides. I'm, it's my first wipe and I'm super pumped. I'm like, dude, hell yes. You know what I mean? But but at this point, we've talked about Streets of Tarkov 700,000 times on this podcast. So it's like, yeah, they posted pictures. The pictures look cool. We'll see. They said it's coming this year. We've heard that before. There's just like not a whole lot left to say. You know what I mean? I so mean, it's yeah. like so cool. Here's the thing. Like nobody should be telling anybody to be excited <laughs> or not to be excited. Yeah. But at the same time, nobody should be butthurt that someone isn't excited because exactly. Just, just if I see a picture and I feel a certain thing and I say this is how I feel and people get upset by that. Yeah. It's like I'm not. You can be excited. You yeah. know, I, exactly. I'm not going to. You know, if if you're a big fucking Star Wars fan, you know, and they're coming out with a new video, a new movie or whatever, yeah. um, you know, that's different than if you're not a Star Wars fan and the new movie's coming out. Like, they shouldn't be upset at each other where one's yeah, super exactly. excited and the other's not. It just it's doesn't just, matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm sure I'll... And it's, it's like the same thing where if I'm going on a vacation, my wife is like this, where she's like, are you excited? We're going. It's only a month. I'm like, I, no, I feel nothing yeah. until I step into Disney through the gates, and it's like, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I feel literally dead until, while I'm on the plane, and I'm traveling, and I'm in the hotel, and, you know. Um, yeah. And part of that is probably just, you know, at some point when I was a kid, I probably had one of those, like, so excited to go somewhere, and then my dad was like, we're turning the car around, and I never <laughs> got to go, and yeah. so I, I, I could never let myself feel that feeling again, you know, probably something like that. Um, For sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be, well, the first <laughs> day is going to be great, because uh, yeah, think, think about, another thing that came to mind is, Think about if there was no wiki. Yeah. And you go to hit O and you double tap and you see West Side yeah. Pavilion, uh, Underground Passage. Yes. You know, ZB617. Yeah. Good luck getting out. Yeah. See, and Enjoy. I'm excited. I hope that if this is a properly big map, that 
that will get a little bit of that, even with the wiki and even with the, even with the um, YouTubers. Because I'm going to be making guides, of course. Like I don't, I don't mean to come down on the people YouTubers. are going like, to use the I'm fucking be making compass. Guides. But the thing is, is like, if it's big, like, here's the thing. Like the most recent map we got, Lighthouse was really easy to figure out, even if you didn't have it. You know what I mean? It was like once you realized that was south, and one of the extracts was like South Road. And you were like, oh, the road on the south. <laughs> yeah, Boom. Yeah. And then and then it was like path to shoreline. And you're like walking along the thing and you can see the resort. And you're like, that's probably path to shoreline. Mm-hmm. And then northern checkpoint. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. the whole map funnels you to the water treatment plant. That's all. That was the literal specific point of interest that sold that map. So we all figured it out, figured it out pretty intuitively really quick. If streets is a giant square and it's all apartment buildings, you know what I mean? And it's like there's a movie theater here somewhere. It'll probably be <laughs> giant roads like like the UN roadblock kind yeah. of thing in in like six different corners of the map. Exactly. So it'll be like a little bit. There'll be a little bit more, especially with loot or quest locations. I'm hoping that there's a lot more. Even if you've got the wiki up or the guide up or you watch the thing, you still spawn and you're like, where am I? Like, I know I need to get to the movie theater, but like, where am I from here? The guy, he spawned on this side of the map. I, like, if it's big enough and it's not as like linear as Lighthouse was, then maybe we'll get a little bit of that feeling for a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Dude, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, my first video that I did on Tarkov. I think it's like, if at first you don't succeed, my first highlight video. Um, and one of the clips is I'm sitting there staring at the map in game, dragging it around. Oh, yeah. To- because you have to look at like rocks and yeah. water and you literally had to triangulate, you know, to figure yeah. out like, okay, I'm looking at a rock and there's some water <laughs> here. Yeah. If the water's on my right side, you know, and I remember getting shot and being like, I was looking at the map. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I get SKS by a scav while I'm sitting there, yeah. you know, standing out in the open, looking at a map. But like that, those were, yep. you know, that's, I'm looking forward to that for sure. When it comes to streets, like, Playing streets is going to be now th- th- again. There's there's ups and downs. For three weeks, streets is going to be like this amazing new thing that it's going to bring back my excitement for Tarkov and whatever. Yeah. And then I'll probably be like, it'll be once you learn everything. Yeah. All it is is it's the same map <laughs> now. It's not new. It's not fresh. I know where yeah. to go, and all of the quests on it are you know dog shit or whatever. And yeah, you know, so it's I'm excited for it for sure. Um, and but hopefully, it, it will not. It won't change the game for sure. Though we need other things that, at least from the development perspective, what they've said are locked behind streets. We need actual like quests, end game. We need to get to the 1.0 state of the game to see how they want to do it. Because at one point they had said they want seasonal characters that wipe seasonally, characters that don't like all the stuff that really fix like the longevity stuff. Like we need to just like get past this to get there and see what they're gonna do. But I am excited. Um, it's uh, it's interesting because, like, I'm super excited to, yeah, like you said, like, get lost on it. And, like, it's going to be the new, like, somebody put this in chat, like, it's going to be the new, like, there's a guy by that tree. Like, on woods, like, if you're playing with a dude and you're like, there's a guy in, in the bush. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, thanks. There's lots. Of, like, it's going to be like, there's a dude in that window. You know what I mean? It's going to be because it's just going to be, like, the urban version of that. So that's kind of exciting. So, yeah. On my nade. Yeah. Yeah. On my nade, dude. The fact. It's so great. It's so great. Um, But yeah, so like I'm, you know, my excitement for streets is as high as it's ever been. It's just like my 
expectation that it's coming in the next, you know, X amount of time is as low as it's ever been. You know what I mean? So we're just like, we're just chilling. We're just paddle your own canoe. I'm on, I'm just floating down the river, but I'm super excited, obviously. <laughs> um, so yeah, Halloween event ended. We got some pictures of streets and then, uh, yeah, I mean, the raids have just been a little dead recently. We got a lot of like newbies coming from the sale. A lot of new games have come out, which we'll talk about in a little bit that I think have pulled. And then I, and then I do genuinely think there was like a large majority of people that like stopped playing because of the Halloween event. <laughs> so like, it's just been, you know, it's just been kind of whatever out there. I've actually been enjoying, I've been doing a little bit more solo streams and just like <clears throat> just completely mentally checking out and just like not caring what happens and just like vibing with chat has been like kind of fun. And have you have you been playing Tarkov? Yeah, solo? solo, yeah. And what's it what's it? I see I see this the third <laughs> bullet point. Oh, uh not like I want to know no, what, yeah, know not what. like weird. Just like like I was saying, just like dead. Just like I I like today I, I did like four shoreline raids in a row without seeing a single PMC. <laughs> like I just think that, you know, it's hard it's 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 so obviously because why would why is anybody gonna go shoreline? I don't know. Why would anyone go anywhere? It's like why would anyone well, go anywhere other than customs <laughs> or lighting? They all go. They all go customs yeah. in the first couple months, <laughs> and it's like th there's waves, right? Like day the first week is everybody's is you know maining customs because that's where all the things are. Yeah, and then it splits off into interchange and yeah, then some shoreline, and then later on it ends up as reserve. Yeah, no, but there ends up being waves, so it kind of like overlaps. Yeah, for but sure. But then it's gotten to the point where the, all the waves have ebbed to the point where like everybody is either stopped playing or they've all going customs. You know, so now it's like they just go for wherever the PvP is or wherever the loot is, and shoreline. It just doesn't have that. Yeah, the resort isn't what it, it used to be, but it's still decent yeah. loot. But the thing is, here's why I like to play shoreline when I'm solo. Because I can completely turn my brain off and um, I can completely turn my brain off and I always know what my objective is. Like no matter where I spawn, it's like run to the resort and loot the rooms. So like if I play woods and there's nobody there, I get super bored because the only reason why I'm there, even though woods is my favorite map, the only reason why I'm there is to snipe PMCs. And if I don't yeah. find PMCs, I'm super bored. And if I play customs solo, it's just like, it kind of just gets like, if I don't find people or if I find people, like I feel like I, I die a lot because I'm just like, I get caught. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm in story time. But like Shoreline is just perfect for playing solo because it's just like a SJ6 run of the resort. I can basically loot the resort without even looking. And then if I hear somebody, I get into a PvP fight. And if I don't hear somebody, I come out with a backpack full of loot. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. it's a perfect solo map for me. Everything is on autopilot and I can just like vibe with chat. And then if I hear somebody, I shoot at them and either they kill me or I kill them and we just do it again. So it's been kind of fun. And listen, if you're out there and you, <laughs> you want to learn how to make money, all the shoreline keys right now are like 40,000 rubles because they completely destroyed the, the economy of keys on the flea market. Because if you posted for 100,000 rubles, your fee is 120,000 rubles. So these keys that used to be 600,000 rubles are selling for 40K. You can get a full set of keys for like three, 400K and nobody's there. <laughs> and it's like, you're not pulling out three Lennoxes per raid like you used to, but you're still walking out of there with five, six, seven, 800,000 rubles worth of loot. 
So, boom. Dude, think about all the think about like in the in the time you have to play. Think about all the combat you're gonna avoid to make millions and millions of rubles that you won't spend on gear. Yeah. That you won't use for PvP. Yeah. No. Because the by the time that happens, the wipe will hit. And oh yeah. I've got way go, too much yeah. stuff. I've got more stuff than I've ever. That was kind of like my <laughs> my objective this wipe was just to get as much stuff as possible. Like and this is the first wipe I've ever had more than one thick items case. I got two thick items cases. They're full. I got four items cases. They're full. I got six weapon cases. They're full. I got a thick weapon. That's how it was back in the day. I got filling up the EOD stash with with item cases. Yeah, I just have a bunch of stuff and then like 30 million rules or something like that. So it's like, yeah, there's no reason for me to be going and making money. But it's just like it's just if I'm with somebody, I just, yeah, basically shift Wing, pushing shots and PVP. But when I'm solo. It's just like the perfect thing to do so that I can just focus on vibing with chat because I can put my brain yeah, on autopilot yeah, sure. because like no matter what spawn, I know the direction I'm going. I'm, I'm not having to think about it. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and, and like the 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 counter argument to what I just said um, is that some people just like that and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah, there's nothing wrong if you just like running around. Yeah, for avoiding sure. everything and just and just, you know, like <laughs> they like it in the same way that people like playing Minecraft on creative mode rather than like yeah. survival mode or whatever. Like for you sure. just want to vibe. It's not about, you know, and, and that's that's totally fucking fine. That's totally fine. Yeah. For sure. But I mean, that's basically Tarkov just I l- listen, I I yeah, I don't know. There's nothing to say. It's just like everybody, you know, the community sentiment is low. I understand it. I still have fun. And it's just, you know, that the whole Tarkov experience is just like grading on my mental health. But not when I say the experience, I don't even say I don't even mean just the game. You know what I mean? Like when I have a good two or three hours of just like vibing with chat, even if I don't find anyone, I am having fun. I am enjoying my, you know, job. I'm I am having a good time. It's like it's so funny how like we just at this point in the wipe we just teeter on the edge. We're like two or three people in chat saying something super negative and it just falls off the cliff where you've yeah. you've said we've uh you've experienced this frustration before where it's like somebody says something super just like out of pocket. Like the devs have abandoned the game, they're cashing in all their money and like we're never going to get straights. And I'm like and and like while I'm formulating my response, somebody goes you're a garbage human being. Everything they've done is for the better. And they're just, it's because they're working on fixing the cheater as in the net code. And then like all of a sudden in less than 15 seconds, I, I feel like I need to explain to both of these people why they're wrong. And then I'm, and, but in a way that convinces the rest of chat, I'm not on either one of their team because while I'd like to believe it's because they're working on the net code, we don't know that to be true. So I don't want to say mm-hmm. that either. And I also don't think that they're just like Scrooge McDuck swimming in their mountains of gold and they're abandoned the game either. So it's like, I can have a few hours where it's just like, I'm having so much fun. I'm having fun playing the game. I'm not really dying to anything crazy or whatever. I'm having fun with chat. And then it's just like, we can take like a sharp 90 degree turn and all of a sudden the vibes are down and I die to crazy desync or I die to a cheater. And I'm like, oh God, you know what I mean? Like it's just, so that whole experience has been a mental health gymnastics <laughs> these past few weeks. Yeah. Well, the, the, speaking of that, and then as before we oh, transition yeah. over into the conversation <laughs> about dark and darker, if you want to talk about I dark do. and darker. Um, I do. But uh, what, what 
what you know sometimes sometimes things get dark and darker <laughs> for for you and your mental health and you know uh i am i am a hundred percent with you on that uh which is why i want to thank today's sponsor once again which i'm so stoked <laughs> yes uh to be mutually supporting each other uh better help yes um once again, like I said, if you've if you've listened to the podcast before, it's a, it's an online platform uh, that provides a ton of mental health services. You can get uh, you know counseling, um, whether it's you know you want to deal with you know issues at work, or if you have you know uh, relationship problems, or if you're just feeling down, you're feeling depressed, you want someone to talk to. Um, I like I said before, I I've been going to BetterHelp for I don't know one or two. Somewhere between one two years, um, that's where I found my my therapist, and it was like the most convenient, super easy thing. Yep, uh, super affordable. Yeah, it, it's 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 been it's been huge for my personal uh, my personal growth, improvement, development. Um, honestly, if it wasn't for therapy, I probably would have quit content creation a while ago. Um, Dude. Yeah. 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 So. It's crazy. Like it's, it's, there's so much tied up into it. You know what I mean? Like there's so much stigma around like, you know, asking for help. There's so much snigger around seeking therapy. And like a lot of people think that they need like deep trauma, but like, like we've, like we've said before, you've shared your personal experience before I've shared my personal experience of like, I, of, of spending years in therapy with my wife. And like, it really is just like tremendous, you know, how like, it obviously is helpful for that if you are struggling with something like real deep and traumatic and something to have somebody there. But like, I wish I, I wish so badly that I could express to people how much it's it's a preventative thing, too. It's like, you know, that was the analogy yeah. I used last time. It's like working out or eating, eating healthy. Like if you're sick, eating healthier can make you well. But if you're well, eating healthier can make you well longer. And you know what I mean? And so like that was the thing. It's like, you know, I ended up, we ended up going for a specific thing and then ended up staying in therapy for years because we realized how tremendously valuable it was to gain outside perspective and, but not just a friend, somebody who's trained to like challenge you and ask you questions and stuff like that. And so being able to go through that experience, both of us going through our own experiences, you specifically with better help coming on the, the back end of it only with amazing things to say and actual like things we can point to in our lives. Like it's really, really cool. And it doesn't have to be like a traumatic thing. If you're anxious, if you've got something coming up that you're worried about, if you're just feeling like you don't know how to deal with all the nonsense that's happened over the past few years to all of us, like it is a tremendous, tremendous help. And the the online aspect of it is huge. You know what I mean? Being able to write notes and message your therapist between sessions, scheduling is easier, finding yeah. somebody that matches you is easier the the ux everything is it's yeah and and the biggest thing for me and something i think a lot of people discount is having the and, and this comes easier to some people and more difficult for others but just having someone that you can talk to and say basically anything yeah without fear of judgment yeah. and you know like it's it's actually really crazy yeah how how just saying something out loud that you wouldn't say to a friend or family member yeah. because they might misunderstand it or misinterpret it or, you know, react potentially poorly. Yeah. How just <laughs> saying it out loud to another human being, sometimes that alone is like a thing that like will help you off. Uh, weight off your shoulders. And also like you say it 
you know, the number of times I've said something and then been like, I know that's stupid. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. like, but it, it took me to say it yeah. to realize it, you know, so for sure. Anyway, so huge, huge thank you and shout out to um, BetterHelp. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. You can visit betterhelp.com slash podcast and get 10% off your first month. If you're interested, definitely head to betterhelp.com slash podcast. 10% off your first month. Something we instantly jumped on. We're super excited to be partnering and working with them. So thank you again for sponsoring this episode. Radical. Radical. <laughs> now, now that now that we paid the bills. Yep. Uh, I saw you got to play. I saw you playing Dark and Darker. I didn't get to hang for very long, but I saw you playing it, and I don't have. I have absolutely zero knowledge of what your opinion was of the game, and I'm very interested. So have have you played it? Yes. I played okay. it. I, I played like a three or four hours of this play session. It's hard so, being on the weekend. <laughs> my my experience with it was not great, but I don't blame the game. I played. It was like a last minute thing. Okay, I was on like a losing streak playing chess. I'm like, I need something. Like, oh, dark and darker. <laughs> yeah. So I downloaded it real quick. I was solo. It was like too oh, late for me to yeah, to try to yeah. find people to play with. Yep. And it's like you know. I'm like, I should just be able to, you know, get a vibe for the game. And it was like spawn in instantly. You know, the best part was I think I was like not a barbarian. Is that the class? Not a fighter, but maybe it was barbarian. Barbarian, yeah. Um, Because that's just like the most brain dead, you know, sword shield kind of whatever. Um, And I like spawned in, walked over to a door, like hit F. And it was like, why is the door not opening without realizing you have to hold you know, oh, for yep, like a yep. second or whatever while it opens. And all of a sudden I hear like <laughs> the sound of bones and my screen goes and, uh, and it's like back of the lobby. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, yep. I guess I just got killed by a. And I think I I think I played like six raids and all of them. I either died with like the first the, the first enemy I came across or yeah. there were a few where I killed what seemed like some mini bosses (laughs) looted a ton of like gems and other assorted stuff and was like, yes. And then I kind of wandered around and then just ended up like kiting accidentally a million moms around me while not being anytime I saw a player, I was like, Nope, Nope. Went the other way. like totally avoided. And I, I I don't even know how to exfil. I don't know what it looks like. So I just never survived. I always had the starting gear. I tried barbarian. I tried the rogue, which, uh, no, sorry, the uh, ranger. Yeah. And, the rogue and it just seems like like the fact that like the first skeletons you see take like 11 hits yeah. to kill or like 20 headshots with a bow yeah. to kill it's like oh man like i think you just need a fucking full party yeah it seems like some balancing stuff that <clears throat> probably like yeah. that should be like the so, third level deep you know yeah so it's really interesting because because this is like so this is like they're doing three or four day alpha stress tests. Like one peg got to interview the developers. And in the one that they did before, this is their second one. The first one, they were hoping to get about 300 players <laughs> and like pestily picked it up and Sequisha picked it up. And it was like, and so like last time the, the three day test was like seven days because the first three days there was just like the servers were down. They couldn't handle that many. So they're a little bit more prepared this time. They ended up doing a five day test. And I mean, like the other day I looked and Shroud was playing it. Pesley was playing it. Deadly Slob was playing it. Sequisha was playing it. Sacriel was playing it. Grims was playing it. It was like, like 
which is really cool, like to see. Yeah, but to, but to understand where they are, like it, these are like pre-alpha stress tests of their server. This is Tarkov in zero point one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like a lot of stuff. So like the game tells you nothing. And once you learn a lot of this, it helps your perspective of the game. But like the game tells you nothing. But you also can't really discount it because like they were only hoping there'd be a few hundred players and it would be their yeah, like yeah. dedicated fan base. But like um, there are three levels. And this is level two. So like this, these are harder enemies. You wouldn't normally be going down here with that starter gear. So like gotcha. that's why everything was like just giga hard for the starter yeah. gear. And it's then, cool that you always have a default kit. <laughs> yes. So I like, very much like so that. So that was like a really interesting mechanic to it where it was like it was like a B, it, it is a br i don't know if you noticed like the zone closing in so it's it's a br as well but it's not a br in the sense that like only one person can win you can extract anytime you want and <clears throat> the way the extractions work are as the zone begins to close <clears throat> blue portals will like stick up from the ground that's and, what I heard. Everybody's like, look for the blue portals. Yeah. I just never survived. And then you can, you can open it up and then you can extract. But here's the thing. They stick up from the ground, but it's only one. So if you're a solo, you can leave whenever you want. But if you're a team of three, you kind of have to find three before you commit to leaving or you're leaving somebody behind. And in the final zone, as the circle shrinks down deep and deep to its like final thing, a, a three-way portal comes up. So like if you and your team make it to the end, you can all get out. But if you want to leave early, you're like leaving your team behind. But if you're solo, you can leave kind of just like what to whatever portal you find. Mm. <laughs> it definitely le <laughs> leans itself into the teams because like the balance of like rogue cleric warrior or fighter. Are, it's they like, all have inherent strengths yes. and weaknesses. So that like balance. when we yeah. played, I was the ranger. Ben was the barbarian and Seal was the cleric. So Ben would get up in personal. So like we started to find those synergies. I realized that the rangers could place traps and the doorways are such choke points. We would, uh, people would the come. The skeletons will just sit there walking yeah. and you can. So yeah, we yeah. would PVP and like we would see people on the other door and I'd have him close the door. I'd put a bear trap and then we'd open the door. They'd come and hit it. I would do arrows. Our barbarian was going close and then Seal was just healing us. And it was like we was, we were finding a little bit of that synergy but we, That's awesome, dude. But we basically only ever used the starter gear because we only extracted like once. It was and making dude, money. I gotta play. Invite me next time. <laughs> Bro, next time we literally I wanted to do more, but we only did the one. I think they're announcing the next play test next week. So it, like they're gonna be doing more, and we should absolutely it's it was fun. It was like we were the thing is we were laughing so hard the entire time. And what gave us the ability to laugh so hard the entire time? was the free kit that was such an interesting thing to know that like if i die i'm not i don't have nothing like i can yeah. i can just hop right back in and because of that they were even <laughs> they were allowed to be a little more brutal in the sense that like when you start you have literally nothing in your stash not a single gold the zero to hero is like it's harder to get hero but but like when you do it's a bigger reward yeah. But you always have yeah. something. And there's then there's basically no risk. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I, I, I I have a feeling that there is the potential, the possibility of being able to play solo. Now, I mean, it's For also sure. I'm basing that off of no information, but assuming that there's like a linear difficulty, normally what I think nor like normally what you would do is 
you know, the three of you would just completely demolish the first level. And, yeah. you, you know, you, you'd start to hit that challenge, you know, at the third level or the fourth yeah. level or whatever. For me, it would be like, I'll do the first level two or three or four times. Yeah. You know, it's a, now I don't know how much the gear, I literally never used anything other than starter gear. gear so I have no idea. Huge difference. Yeah, so like you know, maybe once you get the the Giga Chad, you know, a, the chainmail yeah. <laughs> giant bastard sword or whatever, sure. you can just one shot everything. Velian um, played quite a bit, and like he was getting, he had like good money, and I saw clips of him one v threeing squads. Like once you like, that's the thing. It's like I played oh, like three or four hours, and I was like, man, I'm just tasting it. Like this, there is a skill ceiling on like the. Uh, it, I don't know if you noticed, but like it's a whole skill tree and perks, yeah, and all kinds of other. If stuff. you have a sword. When you, as you click your, your crosshair ch- changes shapes and it's showing you the direction your sword is going to hit. So those like, there's all sorts of metas of like it's when like Mordhau yes, light, but light, exactly. Same thing with spears. Then you have bow and arrow and you can have a primary and secondary weapon. So like being able to bow and then taking out like a short sword or a dagger as like a ranger to fight up close, the gear makes a big difference. And like, um, like how much damage you can do and how many headshots you need to down a player or to down enemies, uh, there's all sorts of like potions. There's like an invisibility potion. There's potions that heal you. <coughs> there's skills and skill trees. And uh, like the skill tree is locked. We haven't been able to use that. But then there's perks and perk trees. And you can have multiple perks applied. And like there's all sorts of synergy. And then there's like a whole stats thing. Like you, every character has like a constitution number and like strength and health. Like and like D and D basically. Yes. D- I mean, I don't know if you know that. Like. They, this they were like i want to make dnd plus tarkov and they made this game like that was literally like the inspiration was like they were like i want to make a dungeons and dragons video game so like yeah, yeah so it's like there's it, there's a lot I mean, of that's basically been like 950 billion video games yeah, have been dnd based <laughs> like basically every rpg is essentially dnd yeah in a different setting with different names for different perks but yeah so like it's it's really cool i think think they're gonna add VoIP I think somebody said that and they need to because like there was one time where we we found a squad and we were all doing this and like we just like went our separate ways so like we need the the wiggle but not the wiggle the teabag basically so and then I didn't get to do any of this but there's a whole um marketplace like like the old like the old school runescape where you just type looking to buy great sword with at least 50 damage and you just put it in a chat and somebody goes, I have that. And you initiate a thing and they put it in and like, oh God, RMT incoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know, man, it was, I didn't get to any of the end game gear. I didn't get to any of the, like, I sucked. We died all the time. But I rem- like when I first watched the first play test, I was like, I am not interested in this at all. And then everyone said it was so good and it's free. So I was like, I'll give Same. it a go. And like we were laughing so hard, it was so much fun. It's so interesting. It's slow and it's clunky, and there's no sprint, and there's definitely some balancing things they need to do. But like, I'm envisioning some like late game sick ass PvP, like how you used to see Diablo two with you know sorcerers and hammerdens flying around, and you have smiters charging in, and like. I can envision that sort of thing being like sick. Yep. Like old school COD montage, like people who are actually competent and yep. teams and squads yep. would be so fucking rad. It would dude. be so sick. And then there's the red portals take you down to the hell level. And that's where like the bosses are. That's where and, all the cows are. Yeah. And then there's like these big bosses no. and the harder enemies and more loot and like legendary gear and stuff like that. 
and it's Dog, all I couldn't even kill a fucking yeah, skeleton. It's man. brutal. And it's all uh full loot extraction PvP. So you die. There's rezzing, you can res teammates. So the cleric has a skill where he can res, or if you have a teammate that dies, Mercy. you can um take their soul and bring it to an altar and res them. That's sick. It's sick, dude. Oh man, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited. I like I said, I, I didn't really have a great time, yeah. but it's not the game's fault. Yeah. I'm I'm like it's it's the the play test is the play test, and it's early, and you know you got to be more forgiving. It's it's going to take ten thousand hours for me to be bitter and say the game's dog shit and I hate it, and you know, uh, to have a yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh yeah. the the only thing that makes me sad about it is how early they are in development with it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I'm like, man. Dude, we're going to get it before Streets. They're going to get yeah. released like a darker, darker before Streets. <laughs> but that's the thing, it. is it's like, I'll want to play a few more of these playtests, but I get to a point where it's like, what brings me back to a game is progression. So after three or four playtests, I'm going to be like, I'm excited for Dark and Darker, but I want to play the freaking game. And so until they either go early access or release the game, I know my interest is going to fall off after a few more playtests. And it's like, Do you think our progression is going to be saved for the next playtest? No, or is it... it wasn't from the first to the second playtest, <laughs> and I doubt that it would be. It could be, but I doubt that it would be. Um, but it's it absolutely has me excited. <clears throat> it absolutely has my uh, attention. It absolutely innovates on the genre, both in setting and in mechanics. <clears throat> I'm just, uh, yeah, interested to see. But I was... I was, I had fun. I was laughing so hard. Like, there's, there's, a, there's a charm to the Papega slow combat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's weird. It's got like, I don't even, I don't even want to say this because I think it's like, it, it's almost like Mario Party vibes. But like not where it's just like it's hilarious yeah. kind of hijinks with your friends. Yes. Um, less about the actual like gameplay, but more <laughs> just it. It's not. And it can be it, it's that like much less serious than like a PUBG where when you die, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It can be that because of the free gear. So like it can be as stressful as Tarkov when you take out this like Omega freaking legendary sword and your armor it can be as stressful and heart pounding but it can also be casual hijinks because you're not losing stuff if you're just using the standard gear like you know what i mean oh, so like yeah, that's the thing it's weird having a marketplace like that when everything's ephemeral yeah like like in tarkov um i mean i guess it's just a flea market but but yeah i i i totally forgot that like you you lose your your gear, yeah. right? When you die, mm-hmm. and there's no so, insurance. Interesting. That's that'll be weird if like you have like a level ninety character with all these perks, but you don't have like. I mean, I'm, by then you'll probably you'll probably have <laughs> like they they won't be able to they won't be able to have the kinds of rarities and stats and everything as every other RPG of the genre-ish yeah. that I've ever played. Like Skyrim, you don't lose your shit when you die. Uh, Diablo, you don't lose your shit when you die. So having to farm 
for a hundred, two hundred, three hundred hours to get this <laughs> the one in ten thousand yeah. fucking drop or whatever. Like that's part of what was really cool about Diablo. Yeah. Um, Skyrim, you know, was it's just a completely different experience. Yeah. But it's going to be weird. Like it'll be like RuneScape. It's going to have to be a lot more common. Yeah. Because like in RuneScape, in the wilderness, <clears throat> it was full loot PvP, and they had an open marketplace. I know RuneScape you know, famously almost died to RMT, <laughs> LOL. But um, it'll be interesting. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, like, it'll actually be amazing if, if you were to get good enough. If, like, there's a world in which when you got good enough, you could survive, like, 10, 15 raids on average in a row, like, yeah. with your squad, if you have a good cleric and you guys work together, you yeah. know, whereas, like, that's less common in Tarkov. Yeah. I feel like you have a lot more control given that it's it, the time to kill is going to be a, presumably a lot longer. Like, I don't think you're going to be getting, yeah. I mean, I can't really say, right. But like, I, I couldn't one shot anything, you know? So, yeah. uh, so, you know, if, if your health pool scales with the damage and whatever, as you level up, I mean, maybe, that maybe that wouldn't work especially if there's no matchmaking i don't know there's just a lot of really interesting things that that they'll have to keep in mind and balance as they go forward it's For one sure. of those things like it, they could completely screw it up yeah. and get it totally wrong like yeah. imagine if you're in the raid if you're in raids with people with max level gear and they have ten thousand hp yeah you know and you're and you're doing seven damage yeah like with your starter gear it's like there's just no universe where you win that it's not yes. like tarkov where you can take a makarov and place a lucky shot to a guy with a ULAC, it's like you're just not going to win. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's going to be some interesting considerations, I think, around how they balance things. Yeah. Because you want to be able to... It's just like skills and perks in Tarkov, where it's like, if if they aren't giving you a meaningful, noteworthy advantage in your gameplay, then what's the point of progressing and grinding to unlock them? But then if it's a meaningful and it's a big deal, then it gives you a massive advantage over the people, you know, it's Literally, like the rich get richer. Exactly. The rich get richer. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they tackle that challenge. For sure. Because Starcom hasn't hasn't figured it out. <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah. And the queue times are 12 seconds. So that's a huge help. <laughs> like, yeah, and they're only going to get, they're only going to get shorter the more people that play. Yeah, seriously. Well, I, mean, I, I guess it depends on if they, you know, if they're able to keep up with the servers. But I yeah. mean, it seems like so far they have been able to. I yeah. haven't seen anybody complaining about the servers going down, but then again, I haven't been paying yeah. a lot of attention, so you know who knows. So, super sick. Very interested. If you're interested in anything we've said, go follow. I think it's Iron Mace Games on Twitter. Though They post about their uh, um, stress test. It's free on Steam. You just go to the page and request access when they do it, and... Uh, Wait, are they going to have like a subscription or like no, how is it going to? I have no idea. I don't know if they've. I don't know if they've posted a development roadmap. I don't know if they've posted monetization settings or monetization settings, monetization plans. Like if it's you're going to pay for the game, if it's going to be a subscription. I know very little about the game other than just the playtest, and it was fun. It was fun. So I'll definitely be playing more. Um. <coughs> So that happened this last weekend, and then also the release of uh, the Call of Duty multiplayer, which well, I, I heard nothing but but people complaining. Yeah, so I didn't play it myself. It's really interesting. Like, 
people either absolutely love it or absolutely hate it. Like, it's crazy. Like, millions of people are like, this is the best Call of Duty in a really long time. And so many people think, millions of people think it's the worst Call of Duty they've ever made. Like, it, it really divided the player base because they came down really hard on, like, a lot of the movement like bunny hopping and slide canceling and stuff like that. I have no skin in this game because I haven't played a Call of Duty for more than five or ten hours since Black Ops 2. And um, and I've never slide canceled or bunny hopped in a COD game in my life. I didn't know what either of those things were until I started hearing that people were complaining that they were gone. So I have mm-hmm. no skin in the game. Um, But... uh. Because we talked last week about, like, and I think you even got a little bit more excited about, like, when I was talking about some of those DMZ leaks and, like, some of the, like, potential there with the big map and, like, all this. Like, like it could be cool. So I've been playing with it. I've been playing Call of Duty a little bit, like, just to, like, shake Was it up. any different from when we played? A little bit. Like, they changed uh, a, li- a little bit. Not much, though. But I've been just kind of, like, trying to shake off the dust, get back into that mindset with those kind of guns, learn the guns, learn what's fun before DMZ comes out uh, on the 16th. Mm-hmm. One, I will say, man, my time with the 6v6 arena shooter, like, at least in Call of Duty, that is just, like, not fun to me anymore. Like, I'm, dude, it's just, like, pe- people have just squeezed, in the years since Black Ops 2, you know, people have just, like, squeezed the every ounce of it out and they're so good and I'm so bad that it's just like I'm kind of chill you know what I mean um that's I I loved free-for-all like (laughs) free-for-all yeah it was like the only game mode that I really played it's where I put most of my time in yeah just because it's like you don't have to worry about having dog shit team members or making sure your friends are online um you can play at whatever pace you want yeah but that being said, there's a lot of it that I really like. <laughs> I really like the um like the movement like I don't know, it's kind of the same. It all it has me interested for like what DMZ could be because the movement is much slower than a you know than a normal Call of Duty. Um you know, Time to Kill is really interesting. Like I would wager that Time to Kill in COD on average is shorter than Tarkov. Like with the exclusion of the voodoo head tap, it takes more shots to kill somebody in Tarkov most of the time than and I think than in Call of Duty. I think a I think a lot of that has to do with <laughs> it's two things. It's having dog shit ammo against high tier armor. It's yeah. the balancing of that. Um, <clears throat> that's like half of it, and the other half of it is. Uh, it's just so much easier. Like you don't have the weapon sway and a lot of the, what feel like not RNG elements, yeah. but like when you move your mouse, it goes directly where you put your mouse. <laughs> yeah. There's no sway. You don't have to wait for the thing yeah. to settle, you know? So, um, so it's, it's like you just hitting all of your bullets where you want to yeah. much easier as opposed to needing to, to spray. Um, and, and then also, Oh, no, go ahead. Well, I just say, and it's the globalized health pool. I can hit you in the toes. If I hit you in the toes three times, you die. If I hit you in the thorax three times, you die. Like, that plays such a huge part in it. You know what I mean? Like, whereas Tarkov, 
you can have good ammo, but if I hit you in the, sh- the leg, it's going to take me 11 bullets. You know what I mean? Like no gun in no gun in Call of Duty, I think, has a longer than like four to five bullet time to kill mm-hmm. anywhere on the body. And like even like eight five, you know what's what's how many shots to the leg does eight five five a one need to kill you? You know what I mean. So it's like, and because of all the shenanigans with like the arm hitboxes and stuff like that, like time to kill is definitely longer in uh, Tarkov. Yeah, um, which is funny because like you know people talk about that as like a hardcore element of Tarkov. Exactly. Just because it's just because you can get like one <laughs> shot with a Makarov, yes. but like. You can get one shot with a Makarov with like full gear if you if they don't have like a face shield, right? But at the same time, you can have a fucking a kitted assault rifle shooting, you know, yeah. mid tier ammo full auto at somebody's center mass, and it can take fucking nine bullets to kill somebody, right? It's like this terrible, weird dichotomy yeah. that just never feels right. You know, yes. you're you're either the one that sprays that the person doesn't die. Yeah. Or, you know, you're the one that gets one tapped by a guy who, yeah. you know, risks nothing. So, so if anything, um, <clears throat> as somebody that's interested in DMZ for the extraction based element, I do wish the time to kill on Call of Duty was longer. Like most people wish the time to kill on Call of Duty was longer because it used to be longer and they're just mad that it's changed. But like they made it shorter to make it a more hardcore, realistic experience for DMZ and for these other modes. And as somebody who's excited for those modes, I wish it was a little longer to make it a little bit more skill based. You know what I mean? Like maybe split I feel like it's difference. like 80 or 90 percent of the like the average TTK as like COD 4, which I yeah. think had like a really good. Yeah. Just time to kill every gun. Every gun felt right. It shoot it shot slower, yeah. but bu- bullets did more damage, or it had a little yeah. bit more recoil. But you know, like there was, they tweaked all those knobs, kind of similar to how like you you know <laughs> like classes are in in like yeah. an RPG, where it's like this person can heal you, but they don't do a lot of damage, right? Yeah. It's like it's the same kind of balancing. Um, like, to, but to me, and this is the reason why, I mean, I've talked about this before when I talked about Mordhau. I think having a higher time to kill now. Yeah, you get to the point where it's like if I when I see the division. Yes, there's I like that to me is just way too much. There's diminishing returns. <laughs> yeah, but but in general, once uh, to to a, a reasonable threshold, yeah. higher time to kill is more fun and more skill based for everybody. And the reason why yeah. is you have more time to play the fucking game. Yeah, you know you're not. You're not, you see someone, you're dead. You see someone, you're dead. You see someone, you're dead. At least you get a chance yeah. to like aim your gun and shoot back. You know, even if you lose the fight, yeah. at least being able to fight back <laughs> is a lot more yeah. fun than just insta dying. Yeah. Um. You know, so it was kind of, I I wasn't a massive fan of, you know, when we played that first day. Yeah. Every, every time we, I'd be like trying to be tactical and whatever. And all of a sudden instantly I'd hear, and a guy would, yeah. slide in with a shotgun pop up and bang one tap me with the and it's like yeah i you can't aim like you know yeah give me some time and i think it's exacerbated by the fact like of what call it's of, what exactly I mean, is that not a word i feel like that's exacerbated exacerbated exas- sound okay we're gonna this is a, we're gonna have to make this ex- an explicit yeah yeah <laughs> you know it's my, by the fact that <laughs> my dad caught me exacerbating <laughs> the other day by the fact that like 
just the nature of Call of Duty. Because you get to the end of some of these matches, and, like, there's three chopper gunners in the air, and they're calling down mortar strikes. And it's literally, like, spawn, explode, spawn, get sniped, spawn, explode, spawn, get chopper gunnered, spawn, you know, because then the other team is, like, they're holding all the lanes with snipers, and there's three chopper gunners in the air. And it's like, woof, you know what I mean? So, like, now, a really good point is uh, Dart said in, in chat that, like, Warzone, which is like what DMZ is going to be a part of, basically, has the armor pouches, the three slots. So it's going to have this TTK plus some. So it might have literally been balanced around Warzone and DMZ, and then they yeah. just removed the armor mechanic for multiplayer. And so it might be chef's kiss, because I wouldn't want it to be, like we said, too much. I don't want it to be bullet spongy. So like with the armor in Warzone, and I'm assuming the armor system is going to be in DMZ as well, it could be like perfect and those are the modes that i'm excited about so that's really all i care about um but it's just like interesting that the time to kill is so like it's so funny people are like like there are parts of that game that are like less i don't know like the thing that got me that gets me all the time is like in call of duty you can't be sprinting and reloading at the same time you know how many times I died because, like, I, you know, shot somebody, sprinted away, and then pressed R, and then I flipped the corner, and I'm, in Tarkov, I'm used to reloading while sprinting, and then I get to the corner, and I go, click, or he he resumes the reload animation when you let go of sprint. So I flick the corner, and I'm on the guy's no, head, and no. he's like, and I die. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I can't get used to that, because in yeah, Tarkov, you can run and reload at the same time. Um that sounds like the worst of all possible worlds. Yeah. Is that, like, it, it stops reloading and then, like, either make it stop reloading. Like, when you hit shift to run, it stops. It cancels it. Yeah. Um, So or, I can shoot whatever I have left in my mag. Yeah. Or make it so that I can reload while running. And maybe it's, you know, like, there's some, maybe it takes 10%, 20% longer or yeah. something. Um, Like, if you're empty. But, like, but do not <laughs> make it so that. It cancels it and then it interrupts because it's like now you're doing a whole you're doing two massive things that I don't explicitly want you to do. Yeah, that's if yeah, you if you shoot suck. out all the way to empty, you start a reload and you seat the mag in and then sprint. You'll run. And when you turn, he'll smack the bolt. And you're like, oh, I was so close. <laughs> like it like, oh, I mean, I think that's that's better than it could. be. Yes, it's better than um, restarting the animation. But it's just like really interesting. Yeah, I think the hard part too is that like, obviously, if you're running away from somebody or if it's like a tense situation, you want to start running as soon as you can. Yes, and it's like it's there isn't a clear indication of, and this is when we talked about the whole immersion versus realism <laughs> and, and, and abstracting, yeah, uh, abstracting things like trigger pull and being able to click a mouse super fast, but the disconnect between not feeling the trigger. And having and having that like you would you would be able to feel the limitations of the trigger. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. shooting slower wouldn't be terrible. Um yeah. in real life, if you pull the trigger 17 times and it shot eight bullets, like something's wrong with the gun, right? Yeah. But that's what happens in Tarkov when they added those, yeah. those limits. It's the same thing with the reloading, where it's like you <laughs> you I don't feel the smack and the putting the hand on the thing, I don't feel seating the magazine. So it's like, I, you kind of just need to like learn the the tempo of it, but yeah. it would just be nice if, if there was some other way. And it really is like Jesse just get good. Like, like <clears throat> call of duty players 
that's like don't complain about that at all because that's how it's yeah, always it's, been it's not a so like thing. they know to get to cover first then finish the reload you know i'm just like using my tarkov knowledge yeah and just, i'm talking about it from a from a perspective of just like interesting game design <laughs> for sure. conversations i'm not like for it's sure. not make or break for me you know it's, but like but, that's the thing is like all of the people <clears throat> all of the things that the people are like giga molding about on twitter it's skill-based matchmaking the removal of bunny hopping the removal of slide canceling and stuff oh, wait, like so that so they remove those things yeah, slide canceling and bunny hopping. Yeah. So like when you like <laughs> you used to be able to just say, yeah, like jump around and shoot. But now when you jump the if you try to jump again, it like takes forever. And now when you slide, you can't cancel out of that slide. You have to fully go through the slide animation, then get back up. Then you can shoot again. So the, I, I, well, those sound like amazing changes because yeah. those were so guys two of like the things me. that were super, super <laughs> annoying. Yeah. And oh, that's okay. been I the split that earlier. That's been the split. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are like, oh, my God, like, thankfully, they've removed those things. And then all the people in, that are like pros are, are, are really into it. The, as as weird as those were, that was a skill gap. It was a it was a mechanic to master. And if you can master it, it measurably showed that you were better than your opponent. So those people are really mad because it's encouraging just similar to how Tarkov is. Anytime you add any sense of realism, it promotes a slower and much campier like what's like the objectively best way to play tarkov sit at the extract <laughs> it's your least likely to die and you're most yeah. likely to win nobody likes to play that way it's how we'd all play in real life which is why realism falls apart and so that's where like the people at the top loved those things as a skill gap and are sad that it pushes people to basically just hold angles now and they can't slide cancel in because that's how they would counter that they would slide in really fast cancel out of the animation and kill somebody who was camping behind a corner well now you just got to swing the corner and if the camper's got you know his mini map up he's going to be able to kill you so i get it i'm just I so I think far yeah. i'm just so far removed from cod to like care or have a real opinion on the issue um the, the so biggest thing i'm I've excited seen, oh. for warzone dmz basically yeah the biggest thing i've seen uh all over twitter are all the clips of people on controller with the aim assist? The aim assist is fucking, insane. How busted it is! Have they have they said anything about balancing that? Have they changed anything? Uh, uh, no, I don't that know seems that. Like completely, like I, I I would rather play with controller. I think than fucking yeah. mouse. And I don't know that they've ever said anything about that, and it's actually insane. Like some of these clips are actually insane, and what blows my mind is like I really it's like aimbot. Yeah, like, literally. What blows my mind is like I think down <clears throat> deep. If a if a genuinely balanced version of aim assist ever happened, almost everybody would unanimously agree that it should probably be like like it's pretty cut and dry in my opinion that like with no aim assist, it's so much easier to be accurate with mouse and keyboard. So it's like we should give them something, but it's like it's turned to eleven or twelve, and like I don't understand why we haven't tried a six. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it helps yeah. them out, but you still have to be good. I mean, clips of people, like, it's just completely following people in circles. Like, it's crazy. And then, of course, it just, like, it's like the perfect breeding ground for the shenanigans of the internet, where it's like, if you don't think there should be aim assist, then you're, you know, this person or that person. You'd like, get good. If, if aim assist was really that bad, all the pros would be using it. It reminds me that I'm glad that I'm not, like, really uber in that community yeah. or whatever because like it's crazy but like from an outside perspective it seems absolutely ridiculous whoever was like yes it should be tuned that high it seems stupid it's like literal cheats 
And I don't understand why we haven't a- attempted it at like a lower threshold. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it like the, what came to mind was um, I, I can see both sides of it. I feel like it might actually be fun because you, you feel kind of like a god with yeah. a controller. Um, in the same way as like you ever play <laughs> baseball growing up? Like T-ball. Okay, well, so, I mean, you, like, you fielded a ground ball. And, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. First base. Okay, well, I'm just picturing, like, you know, you, you ever, if you're playing, like, second base and they hit, uh, you know, like a, a hard-hit ground ball up the middle kind of thing and you're running and you kind of <laughs> backhand catch it and you got to do that whole, you know, turn around and yeah, throw yeah, it yeah, at yeah, first yeah. base. How fucking awesome it, it was to be able to, like, do the whole jump, turn, and throw. The... Th- if the if you could guarantee that the ball would go basically towards the person and they could ca- you know they and they would catch it then you could do some crazy sick shit yeah 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 because you would just like 180 chuck it and you would look like you know Nomar Garcia Parra from 1999 you'd feel like a god right but instead yeah. if you try to do that because you're off balance and all whatever you throw it into the fucking yeah. stands and your coach yells at you for not just like planting your feet and taking a control, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's what do what? Let me ask this question. Why? Why crossplay? Well, the if thing is, if there's a million people playing a fucking game like Call of Duty, then they don't need crossplay. Most people, most like, not most, a lot of people play with controller on PC because of how good aim assist is. So here's here's the thing. If you're on console, you can turn off crossplay. If you're on PC, you can't turn off crossplay. Yeah, and if okay. you're on PC, people use controller anyway. So it's like yeah, freaking crazy. No, that, that makes sense. I was thinking like like PlayStation <laughs> get, got aim yeah. assist and, but PC doesn't, but it's it's the okay. Yeah, yep, just plug, I, not I I feel you. Just I plug in you. a controller. It's great. And it's so good. Well, wait a minute. So then want, cr- so make it crossplay but input based. All the controller people play against all the controller people. All the keyboard and mouse yeah. people play oh, against. I was saying that because can't you use keyboard and mouse technically on like PlayStation? If I you think have the, I've seen people you do can, that. Yeah, I think I, you have to. Like I was saying that. Together, I was like, but. I'd pay a five dollar a month subscription to just only play against keyboard and mouse people. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I mean, maybe that's a stupid solution, but it's like then yeah. you don't have to balance these two drastically different. Well, the solution you know, is just like, I, it's just crazy. It just seems like balance it more like i i i know i know it's complicated i know it's more complicated than that but there's gotta be like there has to be a a a middle ground between literal hard-coded cheats in the game where you just like follow people and nothing like there's gotta be a middle ground there you've got no you've got a bunch of middle school we're going back to baseball a bunch of middle school baseball players um playing against the team of previously professional MLB people that are blind, but they have like magnetic gloves and like very strong magnetic gloves that in the, in the ball is magnetic too. So like, do they just have to know the, the general direction, put their hand out and then they get it and then they just throw it. Right? Yeah. It's like, how the, how do you balance that yeah. ridiculous example that I came up with that <clears throat> nobody would ever have to actually balance? Yeah. I don't know. There's yeah, there's there's a lot of listen. I've been meaning to bring this up for a long time. There's a lot of people don't talk about this, and you know I think people need to talk about this more. All of the previously 
professional baseball players that all ended up getting blinded yeah later in their careers inexplicably this is something that everybody this is important listen I, people need nobody's talking about it and read the <laughs> literature read the literature read the literature i know i know everybody's going to call me a social justice warrior because i'm fighting for the blind baseball players or whatever the fuck but this is important this is the reason why read I read the literature um so yeah so that's the thing like the big thing like a weird term yeah it's like a weird term <laughs> from the big uh Criticisms that I can get behind are like Amos just seems nuts and skill based matchmaking just isn't fun. <laughs> um, but then they announced they're doing uh, ranked play, which will help. And all that stuff is about multiplayer, which I truly don't care about the multiplayer. I'm only going to be playing the multiplayer until Warzone and DMZ comes out. And then if I don't like either of those, I'm just going to stop playing Call of Duty. Like, so I like don't even care to get into the like intricacies of like how the multiplayer functions. You know what I mean? I am truly, like, stupendously bad at this game, though. Like, really bad. Like, I have, like, 5,500 hours playing video games on a PC with a mouse and keyboard, and 5,400 of those hours are Escape from Tarkov. I have no, like, chops it's, to rely on. I learned... Dude, it's like 5%. You would think that there would be, like, the skills would carry over, but it's like, like, Valorant, 98% carries over to CSGO. Yeah. But Tarkov and COD and CSGO are, like, three complete... <coughs> in, in fact, you'd probably be better off not knowing, not having played Tarkov. Yeah, no, yeah. Because you're not expecting no, I, everything to feel... Genuinely, I think you'd be... Like, that's, that's what I'm saying, is that, like, I... For, like, most of my life, I was, like, single-player Andy. Fallout, The Witcher, Skyrim, Oblivion, Last of Us. Like, these were the games I liked to play. On me medium difficulty. I would throw down on Halo 3 or Call of Duty with my <laughs> friends. But I never considered, like, I never considered, like, how to get better at those games. Like, you know, I was just, like, run forward, die, run forward, die, whatever. So now, and as an adult, I've spent... 5,000 hours mastering German, you know, the language, like yeah. literally mastering it. And then I got off a plane in freaking China and everybody's speaking Mandarin and they're so good at it. And I'm like, bro, I have one skill set and it's Tarkov and 1% of that skill set applies here. Like I am just so stupendously bad. Like I just get killed from behind no matter where I am. I'm getting sniped from behind. I'm getting moved. My KD's 0.2. I'm so bad. And I know... <laughs> that it's me like I know that it's just like just get good like I just need to play more but it's like woof like I am really bad at Call of Duty and I'm really just bad at anything that's not Tarkov because my entire career playing video games like so many people like played so many like CS Valorant Call of Duty Modern Warfare Modern Warfare 2 like back in the day I have none of those skills to rely on I literally just know how to play Escape from Tarkov <laughs> yeah see actually now that I think about it um <laughs> like my memories of cod are all on controller like it's all xbox yeah. um so yeah it's a different beast but even then even when i was playing on controller i never once considered like how to get my kd up i just played cod to hold forward and shoot at people like you oh, know what man, i mean I, dude all, all i never COD played an objective game ever no well fuck the objective games a hardcore search was okay um but uh just because you could use guns like the G3 in like one tap or like yeah. even pistols and, and they'd be fun. Um, but uh, dog, I would play free for all Modern Warfare 2 and COD uh, and COD 4. Also, the uh, cage match 1v1. Oh, yeah. On, yeah. Shipment, on shipment was so much fun. Um, but my goal was always to try to get to 30 kills 
before the person in second place got to 10. It's like, I want the leaderboard to be 30 kills games over and have it be like seven, six, five, three, two, yeah. zero, 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 you know, and, and they're, they all have like, you know, 15 deaths or whatever. Yeah. And they're screaming hacker. That's the, that's, that was my shit. Yeah. But that was when like, uh, people, n- not everybody had like a $150 gaming headset. It was like one out of 10 people had turtle beaches. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody, nobody would be rocking dead silence. And if they didn't have dead silence and you were running dead silence. So your footsteps made zero noise yeah. and their footsteps made the loudest noise and you had turtle beaches. You might as well, like it's better than radar. On yeah. All the time. Yeah. So you would just, yeah. Nine out of 10 people were using them. their plasma TV speakers. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, call of duty's fun. The, uh, <laughs> The weapons are all really cool. They're animated really cool. They feel pretty cool. They added a lot more like the recoil is, is like you have to actually worry about it. There's a lot of there's like weapon sway. There's tons of attachments. Um, the movement is slower. Like the thing I kept saying over and over again when I was playing was like, man, I'm really interested at with these movement and this these types of guns where the average engagement distance is pushed back. Like you get into oh, close yeah. quarters fights a lot in Tarkov, but you also get into medium range fights a lot. Like, when you're playing the 6v6 modes, it's like there's a shotgun down my throat every three seconds. You know what I mean? Like, that is the engagement distance. So, it's really flick-driven. How are your flicks? Like, ah, ooh, ah, boom, headshot, yeah. headshot, headshot. But in Tarkov, it's more about positioning, flanking, uh, and map knowledge to get the kill. You know what I mean? Like, And, of course, you can go dorms, you can go resort, and get the flick stuff, too. But I want, I want this game with this movement at a medium to long range engagement distance which is what warzone and uh dmz are most likely going to be because they're going to be played on that giant map you know what i mean so like so i'm still very interested even though i'm like really terrible at cod and i'm not going to be playing a whole lot of the multiplayer it's still even playing it has me even more excited for those games and those modes so it'll be interesting we got two weeks less than two weeks now so We will see. We'll see. So indeed. But uh, yeah, I'm ready to. I'm I'm, I'm trying to hit a thousand Elo and chest tonight. Oh hell yeah! Get that that newbie milestone. That's sweet, sweet Elo. Yeah, yep. man. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the stuff. That's all the gaming news. Um, thank you again, BetterHelp, for sponsoring the video. Thank you guys so much for hanging or not the video for this podcast this episode (laughs) um thank you guys for hanging we appreciate you being here we'll see if there's any new gaming news maybe we'll get some more streets pictures this week and uh yeah but this will be live early next week on all the platforms dude suck that sweet sweet copium (laughs) just like anyways um but thank you guys for hanging Love you a long time, and we'll definitely see y'all on the next one. (laughs) Peace!